When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the DGDC, a united team of design professionals creatively bound to bring unique inspiration and a common perspectives. You can email us listener questions or topic ideas to hello at dgdcpod.com or check out our website, dgdcpod.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at dgdcpod. Plus now you can join in on the conversation. We have a Facebook group. Just pop onto our website and hit the community tab at the top. Now on with the show. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode. We are down a co-host, but um, Jordan is uh, off on a vacation, so well deserved for him, I'm sure. Poor sap. Yeah, I know. I want to have that that reason one time. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hopefully, I pretty know. soon. Hopefully, pretty my soon. My parents right? are in Hawaii right now in a house oh, that is literally right on the shore. They look down from their balcony and they look down at sea turtles right there. Oh. I know. God, Doesn't that, that sound sounds, amazing? That sounds incredible. And I, we, the three of us love that they're sending, you know, updates and, and videos and images, but the yeah. other half of us is going, you send us another, really? we're going to kill ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to block you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did get a chance to go. Actually, and I was up in Portland last week and uh, got a chance to hang out with Jordan and that was great. Nice. Um, one of those just like, gosh... Just knowing now, it's like feeling like we could do this, these things and like yeah. escape for a few days. It's shifting. Um, it I really know. feels, isn't it amazing? It's been, we had a full year of episodes talking year. about it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, it's almost been a little over. It, it, actually, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It. So in that sense, you know, the, the, the normalcy and, you know, the mask wearing, everything, all of that feels so, so... Um, like ingrained. Second nature ingrained, that yeah. to see films with crowds or mm-hmm. Friday night movies where that's so. you're cringing a little bit going, oh, careful. I know, I Isn't know. Isn't it funny how accustomed we've gotten to? You're right. It's a whole new filter on like yeah. our, what we see and what we hear. And you, your first thing is to think, oh my God, that must have been done prior or whatever. But then prior was over a year ago. So you're like, um, it's, it's so, it's messing with you every which way. For sure. <laughs> for sure. It's a mental state for us all now. Yeah. And I, and I'm feeling this, like, it's such a good enthusiasm, particularly even just a, in and around town. It feels good. You can see people's reactions are a little bit more authentic and happy and, um, you know, and just, I'm, I'm really optimistic about the summer, you know, Me just, too. I'm feeling better about it. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this, mm. um, just outside of our neighborhood here. Um, they're having more and more at the, this huge church ground area. They're having sure. more and more pop pop up tent vaccination locations and events. And every Saturday, 
we hear the bagpipers there because they throw this type of festival feel, Mm -hmm. which is so appropriate and so sweet. It makes it's kind of emotional to hear the bagpipers because you know that's what's happening outside of our community here. Oh, and by design, that's even wonderful because even if you're not seeing it, just to hear it again, I'll take anything that's going to give me a sense of like, you know, uh, some positivity and and even if it's just something like hearing that and going oh someone's getting someone's getting it right now you know? know and and I'm I'm yeah. I'm so glad I it's like it. did you get yours as well are yes. you guys done yeah so and I had a fever for 36 hours oh my <laughs> mine was woo yeah two day two full days of yeah. fever crummy. feeling crummy just and you know what was so funny yeah. couldn't even sleep and yet I was so tired like yeah. and I'm like that couldn't sleep that happened to me <laughs> And I'm so mad at myself. Just listen to your body. Just rest. And and I had and to because there was no other choice. I couldn't yeah. concentrate. No, um, your productivity level is yeah goes through the shoots. I was feeling that way too. Yeah. Well, gosh, I'm I'm just glad. At least that's over, right? Hopefully, hopefully everybody else is like getting into that zone as well. Um, you know, it was a bummer, decided. but on the one hand, happy to feel yes. The repercussions of the shot too, though, just because mm-hmm. I knew it was doing its thing. Yeah, and it was by no surprise, I think, too. No, like, I right. Was, I You're hearing enough about people, right? Right. And, and, and right. then it's like you heard these 92 year olds who didn't have a single su- a symptom, and I'm like, right? I <laughs> you know? know, I know. But I, I lucked. I, I I still uh, I only had to do the one, the Johnson and Johnson one, and that's for me, what I did as well. Yeah, and it was so. And when they told me that, I was like, oh. I didn't realize that at the time. Yeah, and there's so, convenience to it for sure. Yeah. One and so, done. Good. Easy. I know. <laughs> well, good for you. we've got a great little topic today and this yeah. is something I, I think we can have a, such a cool little round table on, but it's definitely revolved around kind of just like when we feel like we've made a failure or we've done something that failed or this idea that we are running our own profitable businesses and we feel like we're successful and we're doing it, but yet there's this notion of considering yourselves like failing in certain ways, right? And like, where does that come from? And yeah. we want to share like some of those moments that we feel like maybe we did and what we learned from it. What was the insight? And I think there's lessons learned in everything, right? Particularly I, I, this. Across the board. Right. Um, and if we, if the word fail, the, I, I mean, I think of epic God. fail. I think the word failure can be rather scrutinizing. It can have a harsh um, testament to it. Um, but I think for word. the purpose of this discussion, it's worth mentioning up front that we're utilizing this term through and through um, as as a means for success, in fact. Exactly. I think that's because you can't have one without the other, really, technically. And then also, too, like um, when I was looking at research and stuff about what others had said about this and everything, it's not so much the fact that your business has failed. It's just maybe that one moment where you could have, you might have dropped the ball or done something wrong. Circumstantial. Yes. Yeah. And and what a pleasure that that is the only thing we got to worry about. Let's hope that's all we're we're zeroing in on because like one, one of the best things I saw, it was just by random on TV the other day was this woman saying like, you have to look at it very acutely and any kind of failure or, or mishap, look at it there and, and cover it. Don't let yourself uh, project it into all these other things that are doing quite successfully. Oh, so I, I think it's, it's worth saying that. at the beginning that, Hey, 99% of the things could be great right now, but it's that yeah. one thing that you're concentrating on because it really, maybe it was some screw up. Yeah. You know, this was years ago. And um, because 
I, I used to kind of shuffle. So I had my primary accounts. And yeah. with that, there were some requests for that particular client where they wanted me in-house yes. um, part of the time. So in that sense, it was wonderful because I was a part of the, the family. Yeah. So every Monday, our weeks would kick off with um, a gathering. And it was an intimate gathering. And we'd pick a, a lounge chair or a part of a couch. And the purpose of this meeting, it was called Humility Monday Morning. Wonderful. Wow. And we would, it was based, based on the notion of humility, and it would get everybody to open up. In a mm-hmm. way, it was like this amazing AA meeting. <laughs> yeah. I'm comparing that on purpose because you've heard such good reports from those circumstances as well. So all it takes is one person or one instance to start it. And then it's amazing not only the connections that can happen, but the stories that transpire. And then the next bump in or the next project and the next instance that there is a failure, it's not such a, oh, how could I have done that? You're real. You're human. You've shared a part of your experience, whether professional or personal, that you were comfortable with that highlights that it's okay, Mm -hmm. I'm with you, we're all together in this, and when I learn, you get to learn. And when you learn, I get to learn from it as well. So in that sense, we can apply these failures to both from our creative studios, our businesses, as well as learning from the client's end, even. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a number of of times where I've learned from a past experience with a completely distinct client and have then not shared too much about that situation with another account, but shared something along the lines of, in my experience, I have learned that it's best to or it's best not to and then you can address what in that sense is good to avoid in that particular situation mm-hmm. or try not to avoid in that particular situation and um it's it's a it, i truly believe that that is a part of consulting you're right because you can't just be this robotic thing doing things you're taking in good and bad from every situation and then that's helping you make decisions for everything else you do with somebody else, right? So like, I, I even just this week, I, we, you and I talked briefly when we were starting to talk, I'm like, there's a perfect time to talk about this because I have no problem mentioning when I have failed. I, I, in fact, that's where I'm going to go first with a lot of things. Like, where did I drop the ball or whatever? And currently, I, I feel like I'm juggling. I've gone through every episode we've recorded in the last 200, like in the last week. Like I have said no. I have um, said like um, you're just going to have to wait. I've, I had no problem there. And I was pulling back from all these different things because I saw that I was on the road to just complete uh, mishaps and failures and, uh, with every job I'm currently working on. And if I did not do this the other day and, and say no or whatever – You've learned from the past. I remember I'll learn from a client who will say something great. I think I've even learned from folks that said, like, you know, I have a hard stop at 12. And I'm like, ooh, that's the most clever way to say we can't go over that. That, That's my schedule, you know. And so it's these little things you learn along the Mm. way to prevent that failure. And to set expectations. From happening. And aren't we in the best situation that we get multiple people 
and clients, here's the, here's the silver lining that you get so many different ex, uh, expectations. You get so many different um, personalities. You oh, get that's so very many, true. Yeah. Right. And I knew, I know a lot of folks that are, have been in the same office with the same people for many, many years. And it's a very one dimensional kind of way. Um, what, I, I'm going to turn this, there's our first positive, right? We get to do this with a lot of different people. Good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> yes. Okay. I see the distinction that you're making. Yeah. Whereas those individuals that have been with the same organization yes. for years and years and years, it there might be a highlight of a single failure, therefore. Yeah. Or it's just, you know, it's that day in, day out. Like I always refer to like when I worked my one of my first production jobs was working on a magazine. And it was that cycle of like, whoa, 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 whoa we got it. And then it was done and off yeah. to the printer. Now you're starting yeah. the next one. And it was this. Yeah. And then you're with the same people and yeah. it's the same role and no one's no one's stretching their boundaries. And in some ways, a lot of times failure didn't happen. But what I'm saying is like, we get to do this with so many different operations, different companies, different cultures. And I think we get to have a better um, maybe perspective on calling out when before a failure can happen because we're, we're so used to working with so many different people and arrangements. You know what I mean? Right, right, And right. so what a good way yeah. to look at and it. So I've then never figured it like that. So then we're able to turn the sheet potentially quicker than yes. the opposite, which is healthy, which mm-hmm. is nice. So you're not, you're, you're not, um, what's the word? Um, hanging on to it. It's not hanging on to it. It's, um, lingering. Like it's holding, not a, yeah. That, that, that can turn into grudge holding or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then therefore you worry about your internal reputation mm-hmm. with the same group of individuals over and over again. Yeah. That is a very good point and a very true silver lining. As a great yeah. example too, talking with folks that are, um, everyone talking about like, okay, what's the next few months going to look like? What's the next year going to look like when people start going back? And folks that I think are in our circles or freelance or independent contractors, yeah, we, we're never going to use freelance again after uh, Jeremy's I know, thing. I know. I'm constantly watching that <laughs> call, call themselves independent contractors, right? Or independent you know, workers. I've seen those people be a little more on that, like, hey, I'm seeing it from all perspectives, right? Company A, client C, they're all, everyone's going to be doing it different. But if you work at one place, it's only that place you know. And however yeah. that, however you're going back, it uh, feels like a little more, like I wonder just having these conversations with, with people. I love that we're getting fuller perspectives. We're getting more success stories. We're, get, we're hearing the failure stories more from other folks as well. So what better way for us to be built to kind of like help prevent these things from even happening in the first place, right? No doubt. Yeah. So three three main things. Go for um, it. One is like a follow-up question to what you had yeah. shared just a moment ago. Do you agree that it took time? to start um, exposing your Mm -hmm. failures and speaking about them and to understand that you're at a place of confidence that you weren't a decade ago to be able to venture into that discussion and share as it can be impactful to learnings and the process of any given project with any given account. Oh, yeah. I mean, it not only did it take time, but boy, very lucky to have not only the podcast and teaching as a way of testing those waters. Because I remember the first yeah, time nice. we did one way back in the day where we talked uh-huh. about our failures or we were talking about vulnerability and things like okay. that. And I'll never forget the feedback after sharing some of those things where I had some major issues with 
uh, setting up my business or the anxieties of running our own business and all those things. And even with students, when I, when you share that vulnerability, oh my God, the instant connection one you have with the person that you're sharing it with, but then you see, whoa, I need to see that in other people too. So why not project it uh, confidently, right? Do you feel the same? Yeah, um, I'm thinking of that guy that was at Adobe Max as a special guest, and he took the stage. This was three years ago, I want to say, and he um, has his furniture company now. But remember, he kept he kept he kept not only getting hired, but he was laid off multiple times. Yes. Um, what was his name? Oh, um, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I feel like his first name was kind of on the ordinary side. Um, I'll have to, I'm going to take, super I'm gonna cute s- and see if I can gay. find that. I can't remember. Um, oh, 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 oh. Um, he was on the big stage. Um, yeah. Zach, not Zach. Um, oh, what, not Zach. Sure? Uh, he had a, fur- he did furniture, right? Yep. Todd. Oh, may have been Todd. He, he had a, he had a, he had a shop. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. But that is how oh my he God, claimed yeah. his fame amongst his target audience members mm-hmm. is because he drew in that by projecting his humility and sharing all of his failures and his instances that he was not hired and didn't fascinate yeah. and didn't stand above the other candidates. And then he really made a... Um, a success story out of it. Um, but isn't so, it amazing at that when we witnessed it, I remember all mm-hmm. of us in the lineup uh, that mm-hmm. we were sitting together, we're looking at each other going, wasn't expecting this amount of like connection. And then you're like, wow, we can all benefit from someone who has isn't shared. That so great. I love that. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. And him. all, I think sometimes some of the best things we saw were those big stage moments at max where someone talked about, a failure turning into a call that to some new world of their of their yeah. their their In job fact, it's and their career. Thematic when you say that Adobe mm-hmm. oftentimes has guests that have that lineage, that history, which is so fascinating yes. and yes. well and and approachable. Oh um, yeah. So I, let's I sh- talk about how this is so applicable when it comes to not only client feedback. But when it is also applied to um, areas of scope creep, yes, between you and a client or oh, a, pro- a project, big altogether. time, yeah. So that those two are pretty big, big biggies. Um, I'd say that's the core of my three or four things that are okay on me right now. Yeah, okay. it's the scope creep. Now. When you open the door to one acknowledging that failure, yeah, and understanding that your estimate had been way off, which by the way, there's oftentimes no way to project A sure. to Z once sure. you get into the thicks of it. But now, do you initiate that correspondence by saying, by apologizing? One. <laughs> yeah. Do you apologize? No. Well, here's what I if it's my fault, a hundred percent. If it's your failure, yes. you mention it off the bat. Okay. Now, scope creep, I gotta admit, I maybe I feel like I finally figured out how that it doesn't come from my problem. What what has happened on the current ones is it the it, let's just call it a sign of the times. Last year, a ton of work got like put on hold by clients that we were like 
90% through. And because of that time on- Lost rhythm. And because of that time on hold, a lot of circumstances changed and that meant work needed almost to be redone. Now, my my agreement and everything covered me on that, but it it took some- something not only to explain to them, but now everyone's fired back up, all cylinders running, and that client comes back in after like six months off. I can't fit them into the schedule. So then it's like a failure, but no one's at fault really. You know what I mean? And I can't fit like, so that's where scope creep gets me. You're in the fix of this right now. Yeah. This particular situation. Oh, and I can't, and I don't want to cater to them 1000% because I've got obligations and commitments to the current ones who are in full swing. And, and this one's still, I hate to say it, even though they, they think they're back on track. I keep telling them you're nowhere near, like you still are indecisive and you still are you know, trying to, sl- you're slowing things down and it has no What would date. happen if you yeah. said, I think we'll both be ready come Q3? Yeah. Like I even said, we need a due date. We, we you have to give me a due date and to, you got to well, be I mean, to it. freshly, cause oh. you've, you, 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 you've definitely have an understanding that you're at like kickoff mode again because yeah. Yeah. So exactly. what if you were to, how would that be received? Oh, if pretty you good. were to say, let's kick this off, start of Q3. Yes, I think we'd be good. I, I think I've been good enough to know that like they wouldn't feel that that was a shock for me because I've given them all of the rationale as to why we're in this zone and we're very open on the fact that we're struggling right now. But they know that it's because I can't technically put them in the calendar and make it um, work that, I, you know, a dedicated priority. time. Exactly, because we don't have a due date. So you're right in saying timing is all that is our way around it. So we're giving ourselves a due date and they have to, and, and at that point on, I'm not going to be, I can't do any more for them. Um, and it's a, it's a, what a lesson. And I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of folks are in that same zone because of last yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. To, to be honest with you. By the way, the guy's name was John, Jonathan Adler. I just, Jonathan Adler. That's it. And you guys are probably very familiar with his decor and like crazy ass, like furniture and unique sculpture. Remember the banana? the banana? Oh God. And that was at some, wasn't that at like, Facebook's headquarters or something. It was crazy. Like in the entryway lobby that was <laughs> grotesque. I know. Love that. So bold. Just crazy. So bold. Um, and then the one thing I wanted to bring up too, because we're talking about that whole vulnerability, yeah. being hum- uh, the humil- humility, there's a fantastic uh, documentary on Netflix, and it's by a woman named Brene Brown. If you haven't heard of her already, it's called A Call to Courage. And if you have Netflix, it's a quick 45-hour thing. But she talks about that idea when you show failure, when you show humility, or you show um, that you're, you don't have the courage right now, or something, or that, that strength, or if there's a failure, people around you will will be like a tribe and support you. And they'll find that that that's the most amazing thing to show is that vulnerability. So here we are talking about it. And I think that's the the whole point of this, you know, this conversation really. Yeah. And then my, my book to yeah. share is how to fail successfully, mm. which most people have heard. Yes. <laughs> but, By Jill Briscoe. Yeah, it's it's fabulous. And that's such a perfect thing. You know, it's the failure to to succeed or to get to succession, to get to something that feels better. Otherwise, you you know, why are you even doing this? Like I think we all know yeah. we have to turn these these failures around, you know. You have you, to be open to mm-hmm. it for sure. Yeah. Um and then the more that that is mentioned with in 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 meetings whether yes. you are um, 
conveying a circumstance that you've learned from or you're mentioning an area that you don't want to happen you're you're nailing it down prior to it it happening because you're yeah. in um prevention mode yeah that does nothing but good mm-hmm. you're right. um to be upfront about that um the another so scope creep wise, yeah. this is an instance that came about for oh, us. Oh, sure, go for it. That was huge, where um, budget was not communicated at all, mm. Nick, for for the year of 2020. And then all of a sudden, I, I'm not I'll never forget it. October 30th is when the communication is shared from a live Zoom meeting that what what the budget was. Well, I pull reports and we're like, I mean, we're seven figures over budget. Whoa. Well, you don't wait till October 30th to share with a vendor. Exactly. What your budget constraints are. So that's one miss Mm -hmm. that I, it's so easy to get mad, isn't it? Right in the moment. It's so easy to get mad. I know about myself enough to understand that I need to step away and process. <laughs> Sometimes the amount of time that's needed for me to process could be as much as 24 hours. And yeah. by that, I mean not to step away for that, that long, but work on something different. Don't touch it. Yes. Mull over it. Discuss it out loud with your partner, some friends, put, fan, whatever put li- it is. Put, get, go back to life for that 24 hours. Go back to hours. life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> Not sit there and go like... Hmm. <laughs> and then have your talking points the next time that you meet so that not only will you jumpstart that humility conversation, even though it's the fault of the clients, yeah. but it will, it will likely initiate their, someone from their end open to the idea of sharing faults and failures from their end. Yeah. Then and only then, if that's mutually shared between yourself and the client, is it feel like there's any success at all to mm-hmm. start a new and to look the success story there is that you've learned from that experience. It can be as little as that quick result. Yeah. Um when you share with one another, we over that was oversought. Um we were extremely assumptive. We started climbing the ladder way early. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so it's so nice to have that type of collective conversation, yeah. which oftentimes with stakeholders can't happen straight away anyway. So talk about maybe having too sure. much time to process, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to process those talking points. And yeah. you went through it together, and now you're all gatekeepers for it not happening again. And watching, yeah, exactly. You're you're, you're aligned on the. Form and you could right joke now. about it almost too. Which is also healthy. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because that can further the relationship too. Yeah. And, but that there is timing that is respective of that and a way to approach that that's mm-hmm. not insulting. So you don't want to take that too far. Um, but yeah, it can be such a delicate balance, actually. Hey, everybody, you know what time it is? It's that time where we get to share the sponsor of this episode. It's our friends at Skillshare. And we know you guys are here trying to better yourselves as creatives, better yourselves as business owners. So how do you take and make small steps into one big giant leap? The best way to do it is Skillshare. They make it so possible because you get to witness this transformation 
as you learn great skills and take courses that will help you with exactly what you're looking for. Skillshare is an online learning community, and their membership means it comes with meaning. And what do I mean by that? Well, you get to explore all these great courses, pick and choose what you want to learn, and it's all based on creative projects that you get to work with and expand your horizons with. Also, you actually get to support other fellow creatives. These are the folks coming and sharing their insight from years of experience so you can accomplish real growth. The one course we wanted to highlight in this particular episode is here by Peggy Dean. It's called Pricing Your Work, How to Value Your Work as a Freelancer. If there's one thing we can all still learn, regardless of how many years we've been doing this, is that nagging question, how do we as consultants charge for our work, charge for our time? She gives you a fantastic way to even start. What does that ballpark look like? How does it work? What are the tricks that you can do to price your workout, even if you're just in the beginning stages or if you're well into your career? She gives you amazing professional advice. So look no further. This is your time to know what your worth is and how to bill it. Some of the stuff she goes over is how to set that price, where to even get started in the first place. Also, you got to price yourself competitively. So she gives you a ton of great insight on how you can do that as well. How do you factor in your expenses? Who particularly is this client that you're talking about? Are you going to look at licensing or wholesale for that? And then obviously, what are those next steps? How do you sum it up and get someone to buy into your work? It's a fantastic one. We hope you guys take advantage of it. How can you take advantage of it? Well, listen up. Practice makes progress. And the best way around it is taking advantage of situations like this and learning something new. Advance towards a goal that is super achievable and you do it with short little lessons that you can do on your own time. There's nothing better than getting better. So accomplishing that growth is extremely satisfying. So do something today that you couldn't do yesterday. And that's what the class that's designed for real life. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when you compare it to any kind of pricey in-person class or workshop that you see around town. The annual subscription is basically less than about 10 bucks a month. So for you to truly take advantage of this, here's your call to action. Explore all the creativity that Skillshare has to offer by going to Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd2. You'll get a free trial membership of their premium membership. Give it a shot. That's Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd2 and try it out now. We hope you enjoy it. Now back to our show. I was thinking back to, I was looking at comparing how I was with clients just a few weeks ago and I was like, what a... Um, extreme spectrum of conversations I was having per day. It went, went from the ones where I was like, oh my God, I can't take this call to like, I'm going to take this and we might be on for two hours. Like, you know, and it was everything in between, you know? And the one client that we have been really great with and we've, all, we've put a lot of these things into play from the very beginning, we're not having these issues in any way. And not that I'm saying like it's a complete success and, and whatever, we're having our little hiccups. Sure. But I, yeah. can be, be, I can be very like we were saying, humorous with that client and say, when he starts going off on things and, and calling out new colors or new fonts or something, I'm like, yo, uh, I'll, I'll monitor the fonts. You know, like you just keep paying your bill and showing up to meetings. And he laughed yeah, his ass off. Right. And it, so it's almost okay, so like you knew you had the right oh, audience member yes. for that. And, and yeah. I, I strive for those kind. I think you know, we've talked about um, profiling your client or uh, trying to qualify them at the very beginning. And I, I'm, I look for that 
day one. Like I want to see that kind of possibility in a client. And don't you feel like if you get to a point where you are saying no and you have enough good clients, I'm not going to bring an, a, a crazy one into the mix at that point. It's not worth it at that point, you know? Unless it's like Target knocking on my door going, you know, can you just, yeah. I'll be like, I'll yeah. deal with any personality. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, after time, you just start to notice the personalities that are nothing short of a pleasure versus yes. those that just, mm-hmm. you don't look forward to the yeah. meetings. You don't look forward to the emails. You do, I know. And thank God they show you those signs, I think, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because like, I had a few that ghosted uh, after sending a pretty intense proposal, having multiple conversations on the phone, and then just no follow-up. And I was like, wow, good. Thank you for showing me your cards. Because like, now I, I, I'm not – I, I, I don't think of that as a failure, that I didn't get that job. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, that is – I had to say that out so loud. interesting. <laughs> no, I love it. That's so interesting. I had something – happen in the opposite direction where a referral came into place. Mm -hmm. I have my first Zoom with this guy and he seems like a total asshole. Yeah. And I'm talking with Jason that evening going, I don't think I can do this. He's never, I can't, I can barely get a word in. He's always right. That's one of, that's, he's one of these. Okay. And I failed. I was wrong. Jason talked me into keeping it anyway. Mm-hmm. We've kicked off. We're in the middle of the project. And he defers to me all the time. Yep. Yep. I think... It's really been a pleasant surprise. I did not see this coming. Mikkel, I've had... Ex- one of my best clients is literally that scenario. And really? We've been, and it's been three years. But oh. I think... I think there's a certain... Why maybe, is... Maybe initial... It's initial. It's, it's the initial thing. At the meet. At the meet and greet. Yes. Maybe there's... What is it? It could did I, be. They, it, what is, did threat come into play? <laughs> You're so threatening. What, I know. Maybe. Well, well th- uh, uh, which is an, another conversation. Sure. Pa- power play. Mm-hmm. Threat is all around us. Yes. Ego, yeah, all oh, around us. Personality, pa- uh, past experiences, right? I, I chalked it up for maybe this person is dealing with a lot of people that they had to be this way. They had to be a little mm. bit. Um, a little bit of a ball buster, I, you know, I called it. And it was like, mm-hmm. I almost backed away. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this one. Like I, I, as much as I wanted to work with it. And what I turned, what I figured out. What, was were, the, what were the traits? What were the attributes that you took notice kind of? Kind of what you were saying, cutting you off, okay. um, your way or the highway. Yeah, um, okay. A little bit of a, a, the sense of humor. I was almost like going, I don't okay. get it. And what oh, maybe I. Maybe socially a little odd duck-ish. Yes. And I stuck with it to the point where I remember even saying to someone like, oh, man, this one's going to be a tough one. And I realized in the moment I fired back in the same way and became a bit of a ball buster myself, boom. Wow. From that point on, mutual respect. What made you think to even try it? I had nothing to lose. <laughs> I was like, why not? Like nothing. Interesting. And then I, I, I realized it too. Like, let's look at it this way. We all know where we fall on like our personality and are we totally. introverted? Are we not? Totally. Can yeah. we carry a conversation? Are we a follower mm-hmm. or a leader? All those or, or where yeah, yeah. we fall on it. And I just, I instantly defaulted on this one. I'm like, whoa, I, I'm a, I'm following on this one. I'm not leading. And I'm like, 
this person. It must have really, happened quickly after you engaged. Yes. Oh, over, like in a glance, the look I got was like, you're in. And I was like, okay. It was almost really? like I graduated. And then I continue that and you have to almost arc that, that we have that kind of spontaneous kind of a conversation the same way now. That is so since. interesting. Well, you're clearly the type of instrument that can ebb and flow and, and work That's that. That's a good talent. Not yeah. many of us have that about us where we can shift gears and be have a little bit of a different persona. Sure. And I, I, I've always thought that and I thought, what what makes us have that or not? You know, because it's like maybe again, like we were saying, if you worked in one situation all your life and you didn't get variety of people to deal with and whatever, maybe you were more even keel on that. But to have yeah. that flexibility, I think we're all in the right training ground for that because tomorrow's client is going to be totally different from today's. We're, we're, we are open That's for consulting business. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is the life of consulting too. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to kind of be malleable with yes. that. Um, and there's but, a certain but, amount of like, do you want? Are you a, a people pleaser? You know, do you do you want to make people feel comfortable around you? Whatever it is. Hmm. And granted, there's times where I have zero flexibility on that, and I'm <laughs> you just go like I'm I'm out. You know, but like I don't know. Like I, I love challenging. I think more than ever this role we get to play right now, I think of it as an experiment. You can really try different things with different people um, uh, to a you know, to cer certain extent, but we get to test this out every day with, with the folks yeah. we work with. It's true. You know, it's true. And you got to have that flexibility of going, you know how it is. You, you hang up one call and you go to the next one and in, in one way or another, you're putting on a whole other hat and a whole other persona and a, you know, is, does, do these people need to be told, you know, oh, great idea, but let's, 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 let's run with that. Uh, do you have to lead that more or are you going into the next meeting and you're, you're more like, Hey, they got it down. I'm just here to be yeah. my, you know, yeah. so we're, we're no, all I get, in it I get what you're saying. Um, and then in that in that sense too, mm -hmm. as it applies to failure and success, yeah, you know then with any given account how the former more recent project went, how to forecast and prepare the proposal yeah. for the upcoming job, knowing that they say they have a content strategist, but come mm -hmm. on, am I really coming up with the subheadlines or are of they? Of course you are. Yeah, I you know. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, that's mm -hmm. an example that's a little bit funny and yes. not not totally um, exemplifying what I mean. I was, I was cracking a little bit of a joke there, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going to have to use creativity in other arenas um, other than – Project management, holding hands, yes. running the the guidelines of the of the gig, then yeah, then you know how to better extend that subtask area on your yes. estimate that says project management because mm -hmm. or or creative writing shit. I don't know yes. or just you strate just learn strategic from that. thinking or what it could be anything more than what they expect from you. And, mm -hmm. and, and we should be taking those chances because I've learned on the failures before, maybe I did not express that that's something I can do for them. Or I, ne I was too afraid to say like, Ooh, I can do your copywriting when I'm not a trained copywriter, but I can write a tagline. I can put a headline together. I can give them a, a catchphrase or a hashtag or yeah. something kind of fun. Here's so another example. Here's another you learn. example that might be useful. Um, sure. 
this group of stakeholders has oh. never undergone collectively a, 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 a site overhaul before. Oh, okay. So they don't know for their existing site to prepare an announcement via social media, blog posts, uh-huh. um, up on their homepage in the interim to let their platform users know we're excited, we've got this coming, we um, are expecting to to unva- unveil our brand new look and feel come date X, yeah. Y, and Z. Well, if they're not thinking about that, and I know that that needs to be projected into this proposed this project then i know to lump that hand holding portion of the job as one line item altogether yeah, with a right. with a subtotal it doesn't sprinkle in, in into other areas it's focused as its own entity right? i think so yeah. i think i think that i mean sometimes you're not able to predict that that mm-hmm. task is coming into play or that you need to make a recommendation in that arena if this account has its whole its own marketing team, yes. Why are they not thinking of that? You know uh, that I know, and you you almost like what a great opportunity to to shine in a search situation like that. Where I love it when they can be like, oh my god, we have eight people that should be doing that, but an outside resource of one has figured that out. Yeah, not and that's not a bad job, thing. I think I would argue that's why they know to hire you for the yes. next project. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, I think we've always stressed this too. Anything we do in those upfront agreements, uh, scope of services, whatever we're laying out, mine change every time. I, I literally Same. threw uh, throwing one out today, and I pulled the most recent one. Thought of all the things that uh, could be better that would maybe hopefully avoid any kind of failure or dip or uh, or unsuccessful thing, and included it in there. And mm-hmm. I was, and at the same time, I got a glimpse of um, I'm helping a colleague out with a proposal they're doing, totally not even in our industry, something totally different. And I okay. looked at what they had put together. I was like, ooh, I, I like the tone of it. It felt more like I am, I've got it, I've got you covered on creative and on design. Like, not just like I'm coming in to do a task at hand. They made it such a broader umbrella thing. And I'm oh, like, that's cool. ooh, I was like, I thought I was doing that, but now I'm looking at this one going like, there's a great example. And we could be so influenced by just doing a little research, seeing how other agencies that are bigger than us, you know, do it and learning from that. So we avoid those, those, those little, those little hurdles, you know? Yeah. So I put that in there. I haven't sent it out yet to him because I'm like, yeah. okay, you know how that again, too, when you add something, you want to read it a few times to make sure it flows good. Totally. Because I don't want it to like look some like some random sentence I just dropped in there. You want to wordsmith it correctly. Yeah. But I was like, I love getting that idea of like, let me improve each time. So hopefully my chances of having any of that, those issues are less, even though they're still going to happen somehow. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Um, I love being able to pull from a recent project, utilize it as a template, and then build upon it. Mm-hmm. I do the exact same thing all the time, which means that you're acknowledging it. You may not recognize you're openly acknowledging yes. it, but you are acknowledging a failure previously to build upon to succeed the next round. It yeah. happens all the time, all around yeah. us. And that 
that proposal, let's call it the the cornerstone, because it really is the seed for the rest of everything that comes out of that thing. And yeah. I remember, I think we were talking about it prior, but it was this idea that like, that's got to be a document that really holds their hand the same way we want to do it throughout the process. Mm-hmm. And I remember I'd look back and go, why did not, why didn't I win this one? Or why didn't I win that one? And I looked back at the mm-hmm. email and there was a few correspondence before they said no, or, or I just never heard from them again. They were like, I don't get the process here. What's, what is the deliverable? And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not, I'm not specifying it too clearly. Am I? So there's where I failed, right? And so that mm. thing gets clearer and clearer oh, that's very and clearer. Cool that they, f- you it's, kind of utilized it as feedback when they were yes. asking questions, which is very wise. Why? Why should they? Why did? Why did I give them any reason to doubt? What was? What was I mm-hmm. missing there? You mm-hmm. know. So now I have like when I save it as a PDF in in Acrobat, you can highlight an area and give it a link. So I've saved all these things in like Dropbox that are like examples, visual examples. So when they get to something, there's a little thing that says click here for more examples. They click on it and they can get a pop-up that says like when I say you're going to get a graphic standards of your branding, they don't know what that means. You got to show it to them. So they click on it and they get an example in Dropbox. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that earlier? We're An example people. from a former account or another another account maybe that's active. Yes, exactly. Or even I, I at one point I made a, just a very fictitious like thing because I was a little worried about like showing. Is client. it okay to share other? Like yeah, yeah. or I was even going to ask I, about that. Do, I don't want them to know the competition, so I just made like a very for the restaurant one I do. I made like a fictitious pizza brand, and I just. Through some simple graphics Smart. together to be like, here's what a graphic standards look like, and, and then that's when the I, way that you yeah. would view it in creative market or totally. other or anyway. It's, yes. it's with place holding that's appropriate. Yeah, and so it's 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 smoothed things out a little bit. That when I have that conversation, I'm like, any questions? They're like, no. Um, I think yeah, I think we got everything. Like this, this you covered it, and so now you're like you're checking off the boxes, and I'm going okay. Hopefully, this means we've set up a better term. There's still going to be some probably some little hurdles or things through the thing. Those are always there. But I, I think yeah. just striving for no failure and no absolute like um, those first few times where we were, we were probably naive and not understanding client relations. Holy crap. Like I dropped the ball so many times early in, the, in, my, in my freelance career that I'm like, what an idiot. Like, honestly, well, because we yeah, didn't know. That just Yeah, that just means you're on track and you've just mm-hmm. learned along the way. That's excellent. I I know. I yeah. understand. What, what, what's your number one advice to say, like, you know, to, to prevent these things from happening? What's your best lesson learned uh, as far as hopefully eliminating them as, as best as you can in the future? So you have to start somewhere. So there's no reason... To if you have an an inkling of any reluctance, hesitance, or or any any feeling of negativity, to just share it. Yes, it's it's okay. Yes, it's don't you (laughs) don't don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. Now, are there circumstances where I look and act and sound confident? But I don't feel that way on the mm-hmm. inside. Yes. Oh yeah. It doesn't mean that those instances go away, 
But for those relationships where rapport is in place, you are jumpstarting a brand new project and you're not feeling confident in a particular arena, it's what what's the worst that can happen if you share yeah. with your point of contact how it's truly feeling for you. And then both of you or a, a, a number of you can figure it out co- together as yeah. a team. Yeah. Collaboratively. It's amazing what can come from that. So same question goes to you, Nick. Mine is crystal clear expectations. Like it's nonstop. Like for me, um, I want that with anybody I would hire, right? Like I, I don't want any any question of what I'm getting or what the process is going to be like or what to start expecting. So I make sure like I just read through it. Sometimes I'll send it to somebody else and be like, am I missing something in here? Is there anything that you're seeing like I'm not covering? But if my ex, if if they know the expectations, then I've done the, the job, and that that may mean you know my is my estimate, my proposal, my timeline, my communication. I have one that's like going off the chain right now and texting, and I keep saying we don't mm. do anything on text. Please stop, and it keeps going. Now, what did I do wrong there? Maybe I wasn't. So now I had to have the phone call and say, look, man not happening at all anymore. Like I have to be, you have to be so crystal clear expectation on it. So I think that to me is the best way. And what that means to, to somebody else could How be How totally was that different. received on the other end when you said oh, that? He knows it because it's like, it's his default. And for me, it's, I've said it multiple times. So there's not never an issue, but it just creeps back in <laughs> after like two weeks. <laughs> not interesting. So I know. Will you just say, will you sometimes send off an email, say, I got your text, just a quick reminder to send it here? But then it means I've acknowledged the text. So a lot of times oh. I'm, now I'm in that zone of, uh, now I'm just playing games. I'm like, I can't, I can't win. <laughs> but, so you just leave it unanswered. Well, no, then I, 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 I will reply back in an email, but I, it, it, I'm doing it in a very unique way where it's like, I, I'll say like, can we keep it here without acknowledging the text? It's just, it's literally, a, it's mm. a juggling, it's a juggling act. And that's, that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic. You know, you're experiencing <laughs> a form of parenthood. It's, there you go. Right. <laughs> exactly. It just keeps coming back. Right. You try to drive it in and you, you're like, get this ingrained in you. And then woo, out the window. Well, this was good. I, I, we do have to kind of, uh, wrap, wrap things up. up but, I know, um, but it was fantastic. Oh, I could keep talking one. about it. I, I, I think know. it's fabulous. And, and again, too, like for you guys, if you know, if you've experienced anything like this or even have some great kind of ideas on how to get past it, throw it in on the post here. We're going to have this all over on social. Or if this sparked another really good idea for a topic that's very similar to this, where we can roundtable it and, you know, share kind of the ins and outs, the ups and downs of what we've done, please let us know and we will get it on as soon as possible. Right? Right on. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. Talk to you soon, Mikkel. Mm-hmm. 